Welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you today? Hi, she'll have the quarter pounder with cheese, extra mustard, no pickles, and I'll have a 10-piece chicken McNuggets. And two sides of ranch, please. The we've done this before meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. In the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky That's the place where I trace my bloodline And it's there I read on a hillside gravestone Said you will never leave Harlem alive Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. You can find us at baldmove.com because we are part of the Bald Move Network. Uh, we are going to talk about several shows today. Um, actually, we have some uh, contest info before we do that, don't we? We have a winner. Um, I'm, <laughs> I cannot pronounce the poor lady's name. Oh, uh, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm an ignorant Midwesterner. Uh, I know Gerilyn's reached out to contact her, um, and her name is Pilani, maybe? Okay. P- Pilani? Uh, and yeah. interesting enough, she found us through Jason at The Walking Dead, uh, oh. and then she she did about four tweets and I think two Instagrams, and one of the tweets was randomly selected by my, myself with some MySQL wizardry, and she won the Kindle Fire, so congratulations. I think... We learned, a, yeah. we learned a lot in this contest. They'll help us do better ones next time. Uh, we also, our subsidiaries got a nice little bang for their buck because they've been on uh, the What's Hot section of their rel- uh, um, respective iTunes categories. So mm-hmm. it's definitely paid off for them. We appreciate all your guys' support. Yeah, you guys um, totally helped them out. That's awesome. Yeah, next time we will do something hopefully bigger and even better. So congratulations, Polani. And it's kind of weird because... So she found us through a cross-promotional opportunity with Jason at The Walking Dead. Is it that interview you did with him? Yeah. And then yeah. she found Gerilyn through us, and then she uh-huh. won a Kindle Fire from Gerilyn. I feel like this is a giant snake eating its own tail here. <laughs> eating its own Kindle. <laughs> it's a snake crapping in its own mouth. <laughs> Forever and ever. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Speaking of snakes crapping in her mouth, let's talk about girls. Okay, there was no crapping in mouths, was there? Did oh, I miss something in this episode? If you think Adam and Hannah are getting back together, and there's not going to be crapping in mouths. <laughs> Fair enough. That's season yeah, so, three. Uh, so they're officially back together. I mean, he's going to go uh, dump this chick he was with before. I think so. Um, One who's a little too normal for him. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of a, a talk about comparing, con- contrasting, but it's mostly through the three couples. This is called Girl. Yep. This is the, the the title. of This was Girls Together. Um, this is the season com- finale, right? This is the season finale. Um, let's. I want to talk about in particular the three different relationships showcased, and then we can talk like the series as a whole, the season as a whole. Okay. So which couple would you like to start with first? Marnie and Charlie, Hannah and Adam, or Shosh and Ray? Uh. I'd like to start with Colin Quinn and Ray. Okay. <laughs> did, I, did you recognize was, Colin Quinn in this episode? It was nice to see Colin Quinn, wasn't it? I haven't seen him since he was doing Saturday Night Live, since he took over for, like, Norm MacDonald way back uh, in the day. Yeah, every once in a while I'll see, because I follow a couple of the SNL alum, and uh, every once in a while I'll see, like, uh, 
Uh, Seth, uh, I forget the head writer of the SNL guy. Um, is it? Jesus Christ, I'm bad at names. Anyway, his name's Seth. He used to do the weekend update. I think he still does. He ever every once in a while will uh, retweet some of his stuff, and he's a, seems like a funny guy. Yeah, uh, well, I would not, hope so if he's on SNL. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like he didn't get a lot of love. Like him and Norm Macdonald, a lot of people say are like the low points in the weekend update because they both hosted oh, that. Oh man. Yeah, I love Norm Macdonald. I thought he was I did awesome. too. Like whenever he would say like or so the Germans would have us believe <laughs> over some ran, you know, yeah. random news fact. It's just that's kind of offbeat. He's got a different sense of humor. He's yes. he's very dark. He's very deadpan, but yes. I enjoy it. Yes, agreed. Anyway, we're not talking about Norm Macdonald. We're talking about Colin Quinn um and Ray. I mean, and Shoshana, obviously. I mean that mm-hmm. there's the, the triangle here actually there's right. no triangle it's Ray no. and Shoshana <laughs> right but I just noticed him uh yeah what do you what do you think about the way that their relationship ended I uh, I, I, go. I go I'm sorry <laughs> you first okay um I think it had to happen right I mean Ray's the guy who he is and it's kind of been building to that the Shoshana did not cheat on him because she was completely satisfied in the relationship. Yeah, I actually, you know, I'm a Shoshana, I'm a Shoshana fan, oh, and I, I thought that she got. I'm glad to see her got out, getting out early because I could see her wasting five years with this guy and him completely running her into the ground. Yeah, and, and she was, says that much when she's sitting there on the couch, kind of freaking out and screaming. I mean, right. she just says, I, "I can't handle this. I'm not. I'm too young for this. Maybe when we're." older and i'm like a more bitter person or something (laughs) will be more compatible yeah that's that's a a solid point because ray is it's funny because i think he clearly loves shoshana enough to try to become someone he wasn't but that's always you know that's always a bad sign in relationships if you're having to push yourself out of your comfort zone and not like in a good way like someone you know encouraging you to be a better person but if you're trying to do something that is not comfortable and doesn't feel like you, um, now, you know, I think... It's arguable that Ray would have been better off taking her advice, right? I mean, Getting therapy? Like, not even necessarily getting therapy, but just having some sort of ambition to do something. Well, yeah, if you're right? if you're depressed and cynical and you hate everything, like she says, like, I can't be the only thing you like. I mean, I think yeah. that she was exceptionally perceptive in realizing that eventually that, too, will come to an end. Yeah. Like, how yeah. long is it, will it be until Ray has had enough of her bullshit and he starts lashing out at her uh, the way he does at everything else in life that disappoints him? So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was good. But I think it's always like a death sign of the relationship when one person is unhappy and the other person feels like they're having to transform their life. Now, uh, if Ray wanted to do that for his own good... Mm-hmm. Like if he's like, man, I I am kind of a a loser. I need to get more motivation. I need to you know maybe go to a, a, a couple therapy sessions and figure out you know what the hell's wrong with me. Why am I underachieving? Why do I self sabotage? Fine, but that's not what they we were seeing. Yeah, I mean, it felt to me like he kind of acknowledged at some point that she was right. Certainly not in this fight. I mean, he just he clearly said, oh, there's something wrong with you, um, but. At some point during this, I mean, when she first said it, like when they were sitting on the bench in the subway um, and they kind of had a, a similar argument, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of realized it, I think, a little bit. 
but he's mm. unwilling to change in that regard. I mean, he he tried. He went to his boss, Colin Quinn, and said, "Hey, I want a promotion. I want to go back to school." And and he got talked into promotion. Like he didn't do what he actually wanted to do. Right. Um, but I, Which is- I think he would try, but he would probably fail. Which is interesting because I wonder – I don't know that Colin Quinn is right that Shoshana wanted to be – like have this big wealthy man that provides coach purses for her or whatever, Fendi yeah. uh, purses. Croissant-shaped purses. Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, she would be happy if he actually pursued something that he was passionate about. So going yeah. to you know getting that whatever that Italian degree was I can't remember yeah. what, what the fruit Latin fruit, studies or something Latin I studies don't know. yeah like going to that and you know doing something to where you know he's he's engaged and passionate and and alive again because you know if you've ever been with a negative person that's like that all the time um, initially they appear kind of like you know world weary and funny but it starts to get mm-hmm. old like every freaking thing is something wrong and. You know, you just yeah. you never or feel... Or if you've ever listened to our Walking Dead podcast. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Um, so but we have Breaking Bad to make up for it, and Mad Men. Yes, so. yes, and all the other shows. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't remember. I, I feel like the other thing, I kind of almost wish we talked about them last, because I feel like they're the, the only relationship that actually was realistic and handled in a mature fashion by Shoshana. She... Uh-huh broke up with him she gave him a non-bullshit reason for doing it you know it wasn't like well it's not you it's me and all this stuff she said she said she she was honest with him i don't think she was mean and Mm -hmm. then she's moving on through the blonde dudes at the bars uh so the nords i don't know if that's where she needs to go but uh, I guess everybody's got to go. Th- <laughs> everybody's got to go through some kind of uh, promiscuous phase, I suppose, as part of being oh, a well-rounded yeah. person. For sure. Uh, so, we got anything more to say about Shosh? Uh, no, other than she's still annoying. <laughs> Even though she got her heart broken and she cried, I think she is the. <laughs> she ended up better than anybody else in this episode. Uh, do you want to go better Charlie? than Charlie and Marnie? Huh? Let's go to Charlie and Marnie. Um, I thought this was a train wreck from start to finish. <laughs> As in, you think their relationship is a train wreck, or you think yes. the way that they handled it in the show? No, their relationship wreck. is a train wreck. And yeah, okay. It's, it's, Char- it's, Charlie got a little bit of upper hand in the relationship, or even hand, and mm. then he threw it away over the casual sex fight. She stormed off, and he chased after her, and he will be her bitch. By the season three opener, I'm predicting. Yeah, and it's it's sad to see because Char- we saw Charlie at the beginning of the show, then season one, and that's what he was. I mean, he he was completely. If there was ever a pussy whip guy, that's him, right? Yes. He's he's not assertive. Uh, he's not looking out for himself at all. Right. And th- there's a line that you don't want to cross there, but he wasn't even close to the line. No. Yeah. I um, mean, if you're if the person you're with doesn't respect you, it's going to kill any kind of romance or And that's exactly what passion. it did on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I thought we were seeing Charlie turn into a uh, a more assertive guy who knew what he wanted. And they kind of flipped that again back to, I can see in season three, he's, or yeah, season three, he's going to come back and he's going to be back to old Charlie, season one Charlie. Probably. I, I can and- definitely see that happening. And she'll be back to, 
you know. And she'll uh, be back to Bitter Marnie. Yeah. Now, the only thing, I mean, there's so many gross things about it. Like the, when she says, I want to have your little brown babies. <laughs> like, uh, he's he's Caucasian, right? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, This, like, I... I get the show's kind of waspy, but between this and her white Kate Moss routine, I just feel like I don't know where she's at racially, if I should say that, or, you know, <laughs> like a, any kind of self-awareness. Um, yeah. The fact that she's like, and I don't even care how much money you make. How much money do you make? Tee hee. And like yeah, she got, yeah, yeah. her nipples got hard when he said, oh, I make a lot of money. <laughs> this is yeah, just a, this is a disaster, man. A disaster. It was painful to watch him. Yeah. willingly put his neck in the noose. Yeah, and, no, I'm with you. And, and I, I think a lot of people are probably going to watch that and say, oh, look how happy they are together now. And maybe maybe I'm a little too much like Ray, but this shit's going to fall apart. Oh, soon. well, wait wait till we get to the Hannah and Adam part because that's where I'm really oh. going to shit all over <laughs> the quote-unquote happy ending. And the thing the thing I love about the show is it it's – it plays on both levels. If you want to see just surface, they're, you know these people are happy and they're with who they're meant to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think the show's smart enough to you can also read it with the ominous horns playing too. Sure, especially yeah. especially if you think about when, when we get to Adam. Are we ready to go to Adam and Hannah? Yeah, yeah. I don't have much more on Charlie and Marnie. So the way the season was structured with. Hannah, so so last season, Adam chased Hannah, and Adam kind of used Hannah as a sexual fulfillment device until he kind of got hooked on her. And then she, mm-hmm. when she ceased chasing after him, he chased after her. She got bored, and right when he's turning into a decent boyfriend, broke up with him. Yep. Uh, this Called season star- started off that way. <laughs> Yeah, he was doing the, like, hey, I don't want to leave you. This isn't what you want. I need to take care of you. She called the cops on him. She went into a tailspin, back to her OCD ways. And then at the beginning, or at the end of the season, he, uh, she calls him. He says he's coming over. She says, don't do it. She says, don't come into my house. He breaks the fucking door down, grabs her, picks her up, and kisses her. And it's supposed to be this grand romantic gesture. Yeah. What? She should be on the phone to the cops right now, right? What was the diff? <laughs> I mean, this this is yeah. an interesting situation because what was the difference between what he did in the beginning of the season, where she was saying no, 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 and he called the cop, she called the cops, and what he did that night, except for she secretly did want him to do that and was flattered and needy. Her neediness level made it okay. That's yeah, fucked no. up, man. It's it's Hannah's mental state at this point, right? I mean, when she had just gotten off the crack that. That is Adam to her. Uh, she she wanted anything but him. She wanted him to stay away. And now she's freaking out. She doesn't have anything else. And he was like this one thing that I kind of feel like it's going back to Shoshana as well. They're kind of like parallel things here. Like um, she doesn't want to be the only thing that Ray likes. And Adam's kind of the only thing that Hannah likes at this point. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely her mental state that makes this a different uh, encounter. But, you know, it's weird because, you know, so Adam, the whole time he's having sex with a girl, he's running his mouth and giving them orders and being very directive in a in a in a in a rough uh, kind of, you know, humiliation based sexual fetish. And he takes it too uh, from time to time. 
And it's funny because they portray the girl that he's with as a complete fucking, you know, coldfish bitch because yeah. she's running her mouth the whole time and, you know, giving him instructions and telling her precisely what he wants. And, you know, it's showing him as, you know, completely turned off and disgusted by this. Mm-hmm. Does he ever do you think he's self-aware to realize the irony of that? That she's being just as kind of um, one-sided um, and non-collaborative in sex, but from a totally different angle. Yeah, right. I mean, it's uh, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know when it comes to that. Who can tell? This girl, uh, I didn't. I mean, obviously, you can tell they're not right for each other. She's like you said, kind of cold fish, and that's not what he wants. He wants Hannah. He wants uh, someone like Hannah. Right. If not, certainly if not, not sec- exactly her. Certainly not sexually compatible, which is, you know, probably yeah. a big a big deal uh, for a person you want to live with and, you know, potentially fuck on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, it kind of contrasted, too, at earlier scene where, like, Charlie's going down on uh, Marnie and she wouldn't fucking shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, does, why does Charlie love Marnie? She's pretty? <laughs> um. Because anyone that's certainly part of it, anyone like I'm going out on someone and they interrupt me to interrogate me on my sexual partners and how I got this good and want the details. Like I would probably be like, you know what? I'm done for tonight. I'm out the door. See you later. (laughs) I will find that on your own. (laughs) I will find someone to appreciate my talents and, you know, not want to go, I guess, watch my game film to see how I got this good. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Like I said, I know, they they go way back though, right? Like we don't really know kind of what the roots of their relationship are because when we saw them, they were already kind of in dire straits. Well, they're college sweethearts, yeah, and they they seem like they've been together for years in some some way or another. And you know, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I, I guess when you're young and your relationships have did have you ever gotten a pattern of like repeating? Where, like, when you go through breakup, uh, you want to reach out to, you know, hook up with one of your exes. Or you, have you ever dated and then get out of a relationship and gone back and dated someone you've already dated before? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have? I, I think most <clears throat> people have. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's something that, you know, you do when you're young and you romanticize. It's because it's, it's your, comfortable, right? It's, it's easy. comfortable and you romanticize the further you get away, you forget about the bad stuff and stuff. You drove you crazy and you tend to remember the good times disproportionately yeah. than the bad times. So, so do you think that's more what's happening with Charlie and Marnie? Or do you think maybe the time apart has made Charlie has actually made Charlie a different person? No, because um, he's, and gone, he's now able to contain the crazy that is Marnie. <laughs> he's not because he's already giving in. You know, like when she stormed off and is yelling at him in public, she was being a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And she should have been called on it. Like, we have not had, we have not DTR'd. Uh Last time I tried to get with you, you threw up Booth Jonathan in my face. (laughs) So, like, why would I think that we are a couple? And why did she make the same fucking mistake again? Yeah, no, okay. This I'm is 2013, you. not 1995. I mean, I, I assume these people have grown up in the the life the, the the lifetime that they've they've. This isn't set in the 80s, right? So it's like no. I feel like that that's you know she did that once. Shame on her, or shame on Booth, I guess. Did it twice, definitely shame on her. Okay, fair enough. What did you think about? I, 
I don't know where Hannah's going because she basically had this epic whine about why can't someone take care of me? Yeah, with why her dad is, and to why, Jessa. Yeah, why is growing up such a hard thing? You know, why why can't someone come and sweep up the glass in my life and take care of myself? And yeah, and, she's she seems spoiled, right? I mean, she was never forced to do anything for herself. But apparently. that seems like. Yeah, and she is kind of delusional, or I don't know what, because that seems like way out of place from a the the, the kind of feminist mind, mindset that she per, tries to portray, right? Kind of, but I mean, at the very beginning of the series, we saw I mean, in the opening scene, her parents are cutting her off. Like yeah. obviously, she has been spoiled, and she, she tried had... she tried to guilt trip them immediately. That was her immediate response as a manipulation ploy. Yeah. So she's being thrown out to the wolves, and the wolves are kind of eating her <laughs> alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's obviously her journey through this. And I, it's kind of all of their journeys. I mean, mm-hmm. this is about growing up and becoming an adult and stuff like that. My question to you is, why is she worried about being sued by this publisher? The best <laughs> time know. in your life to be sued is when you have nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I feel like this guy's got to know that that's just a bluff because... And how much know- did they pay her? Right, really? in advance for an ebook, like you know, five grand. They're really going to pay a lawyer to come after and get nothing. If if that five grand, that's high for an ebook. Yeah, I would think, but I just you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't get Hannah. Um, I'm actually glad that her father did not give in. I think he's yeah. actually grown quite a bit as a character and as a person as well. Uh, well, because as we saw him in season one, he was very much giving into her whims. I mean, he was trying essentially to talk the mother out of cutting her off there at the table. And I think he's starting to realize that she's becoming a really unlikable, you know, codependent human being. And does in long term interest for his daughter, does he want that? You know, does he want yeah, that? Yeah, he's for not her? doing her any favors by handing her money. Right. You know, and I mean, I, I guess, you know, the thing is, she could always move. I, I, she could always move back in with them, I suppose, but then it would be mm-hmm. just kind of like a, a substance sustenance level. Like, hey, we'll feed and clo- we'll feed and put a roof over your head, but we're not buying you designer clothes. We're not paying for your iPhone. Uh, yeah. You know, we're not going to subsidize your lifestyle. We're going to keep you alive and 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 let you kind of you know build build your life back. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was pleased to see that too. I, I I was kind of excited to see her life without a safety net and then Adam came in and clearly he's gonna be that guy <laughs> now. Yeah. I suppose. Although, you know, now that his building a boat and apartment plan didn't work out quite <laughs> mm-hmm. what happens when his grandma dies and those checks stop coming? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean his art's not gonna sell if he smashes it all up. <laughs> no, no. So uh, so let's talk about the season of a whole. I actually like this okay. as much, if not more than season one, because while season one was clearly funnier, um, I actually liked how real this show got. And I only thought one or two episodes were totally missteps and everything else was gold. Mm-hmm. And, um, the high watermark for me was the episode where she kind of spent the day in that dude's house, the, the, the doctor guy. Yeah. Um, and I thought the finale also too was 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 awesome as well. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not as keen on season two as you are, or probably even uh, as I was on season one. I think the part of the charm of this show was kind of its edginess, and that's kind of wearing off on me now. Um, I think a lot of the times it 
does that stuff just for the sake of doing it. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the the pitfall you the the trap you fall into whenever you try to do a really edgy series, right? Eventually, people turn on it. They say, "Oh, well, they're they're just doing that for shock value." But are they? Or are they? I mean, are they telling? I mean, no, why, in, in it, some ways they are. Um, like, I mean, there was no reason the last episode we saw uh, Adam come on his girlfriend, right? There's no reason we see that. Well, I mean, it it would, took the already uncomfortable scene and made it over the top. And to me, I felt like I felt more than I would have if they hadn't shown that. Okay. Like, if he had just pulled out and been like, fine, fuck you, whatever, um, there wouldn't have been as much nuance. Like, with that, you like you really felt both sides of it. I felt like what Adam was feeling... Um, I felt like what the girl was feeling. Um, I was felt like an, as still my own feelings as an outsider. And yeah. I thought that, you know, it's kind of like plays as weird emotional harmony inside me hmm. where it's like, I'm sometimes okay. like covering my eyes. I can't believe what I'm seeing, but also you don't want to get cum in them or what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that shit burns and you get pink eye. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I guess part of the reason I watch, quality television is to have new and and interesting experiences and girls to me is a new interesting experience that tells me it it, i I feel like i learn about myself and learn about other relationships through the mirror of this watching these people's relationships i guess it was just uh, it it feels a little more circular like because they did some of this stuff in season one and they're coming back to it again uh Although I think that's kind of the point um, of season two in a lot of ways is like just showing the cycles that they're going through as they try to mature. Um, I don't know. I just, like I said, the, the stuff that they do that's edgy is kind of wearing on me a little bit. Okay. Uh, So anything else, closing thoughts on girls before we move on to justified? No, sir. All right, so we were two episodes behind, or at least one, uh, uh, our team was. We're now all caught up to current. Yep. Uh, we saw Get Drew and uh, the rather awesome decoy episode that aired Tuesday night. Um, yeah. I don't have a lot to say about Get Drew. Um, mostly it's Drew Thompson it's, on the run, right? They're tracking Drew Thompson on the road. The, the highlight was obviously seeing Limehouse. And uh, yeah, kind of, but I'm... I don't really like what they did with Limehouse in that episode. Oh, I loved it because what? he single-handedly rebuilt his fortune on the back of Boyd that. Crowder. <laughs> okay, that part I like. The part I don't like is that seemed out of character for him to just totally swindle a guy like that. Like, I'm really? I'm going to Darth Vader your ass and change the deal in the middle of it. Yeah. He seemed like more of a stand-up, honest guy to me. Kind of, kind of like all of these characters are. Oh, I mean, with the exception of Boyd. Boyd is not. But most of these characters, if they tell you're going to do something, they do it. And that's kind of part of the drama. Like, you know, it's they're reliable in hmm. that way. I remember and him Limehouse... being a lot more slippery last year. Really? Maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't know. He It seemed out of character to me. Also. But yeah. seeing him was awesome. When I saw his, names in the, his name in the credits at the beginning, I was like, yes, Michael T is back. Oh, see, I didn't. I'm not paying attention that much. It caught uh, me completely okay. by surprise when I saw it, and I, 
was extremely pleased. And also, I'm extremely pleased for where this leaves Limehouse because now he's back in full power to be, uh, you know, a possible force to be reckoned with in, in season five. I love yeah, Limehouse. Got- I love Noble Holler. I've- yeah, the stuff they did with it in season three was freaking awesome. Yep. Um, you you got to wonder what he's been doing to kind of repay his debtors in the meantime, right? Because he's been out of that money for quite some time. Well, I doubt he's flat fucking broke. Yeah, they took everything in those pigs, though. And that was a shitload of money. Yeah, that's true. How do you pay back that the, much the money? The piggy bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, shit, it's a piggy bank. Well, you end up getting $300,000 from the Crowders. That's that's going to be yeah. a, a long way towards it. So Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was get Drew. The other thing I want to say is that was obvious a homage to uh, Elmore Leonard Leonard's uh, classic Get Shorty. Okay, yep. I'm sure most going to ask you about that. Most Elmore Leonard fans had to uh, have, have gotten that. Uh, so and the, the last line of the episode, Ray turns to the camera. Well, kind of to the camera and says, "Just got to figure out how to get out of Harlot alive." Yeah, the- <laughs> only through sheer force of will did they not play the song. Exactly. Never leave Harlan alive. Um, the other thing I thought um, that I wanted to shout out is Art's speech about Drew Thompson. Uh, Art has had like classic lines this season, and his whole thing about well, yeah. let's let's take a time to fully appreciate what a badass this guy is. <laughs> oh, that was get, fucking awesome! Like like every, he wanted everybody, uh, including Rachel, to have a Marshall Stiffy. Uh, yep. when, when they're ready to get this guy. So let's put uh, Get Drew on the shelf and now uh, unpack Decoy. Okay, so Decoy is basically, they're trying to get Drew out of Harlan, get him back to the Marshal yes. Service. Yes, and... Uh, in custody. He is not only evading Theo Tonin's uh, henchman and his head goon, but he's also trying to evade Boyd, who knows Raylan better than anyone else. As he explained, we we dug coal together. Yeah, when they did the astronaut thing, I was kind of, I was like, yeah, that's a stretch there, guys. But what? Okay, I'll give you, it to didn't, you. you didn't like that dialogue? No, no, no. The, it wasn't the dialogue. It's the fact that he could just, like, connect the dots so easily. Yeah, I thought just like, well, I dug coal with the man. Oh, boom, high school. He's there. I know it. Yeah, I and yeah, I kind of wondered the same thing too. I thought that they're going to make it about like what roof has a strong enough because because you can't just land a helicopter on any fucking commercial building. <laughs> yeah. They have to specifically structurally reinforce whatever so it'll can withstand that. And I thought that they were going to be like uh, that. Boyd was going to think how that they they he landed at the gymnasium that school because it was the only place in the town that, you know, uh, could have uh, supported the weight of the chopper, and they put two and two together that. But, yeah, it's almost like, well, first thing I think of when helicopters land in Harlan, I think back to old school. And so, yeah, it was a little bit of a stretch. But ultimately Uh, they got got away with it because the rest of the episode was so good. I mean, the the scene, my favorite scene – and we, I know you hated him at the beginning when you first saw him, but Constable Bob, man. I got Constable Bob. I have to eat my words when it comes to Constable Bob because his little uh, redemption arc, uh, first, first they fully played on his character to deliver us the laughs. 
then they mm-hmm. fully put, played on his character to deliver us the badass. Like, as he was taking that beating and is going on and on and on, I'm like, wow, this is starting to get uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just just tell him, Bob. Raylan could deal with these guys. Just tell him. Yeah, <laughs> no know? shit. No shit. Like, the, Raylan's a big guy. He can take care of himself. And he just kept on taking a beating. And I kept on thinking at various opportunities, oh, he's trying to lure him in. Or maybe, because I kept on thinking uh, when... Uh, uh, I kept on thinking back to the story he told about how he went, like, white hot with rage and almost killed a dude in high school. And I thought, uh-huh. like, maybe this is kind of like he's kind of incredible Hulk out and get so angry. And then when the guy threw him into that gun table, I'm like, oh, that was his plan. He just wanted to get the guy so mad and not think he's going to get the gun. But then that didn't pull out. And I yeah. was just like, Jesus Christ, is when is he going to get the upper hand? And then just as I thought Raylan was pulling up, I'm like, okay, Raylan's going to break it up. He ended up, what, yep. shiving the guy? Yeah, yeah. He pulled a knife out of somewhere and just got him in the leg, right in the artery. Cause it yeah, was he was spurting. He was spurting. Horrific. And then uh, but later on, Raylan's scene. line about the people underestimate Bob at their peril. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I underestimated I mean, they're Bob. They're lucky. You did, man. You're lucky he doesn't have an AK right now. <laughs> Um, or a, an MP5 or whatever he was rocking last episode. Uh, I I gotta I gotta say uh, I'll never call Tim Sniper Marshall again. He has fully become a realized character. Um, yeah. I'm kind of unsold sometimes on his delivery. He tries to like out Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant, and you just can't do that on this show. Yeah, that's a losing game. Yeah. That's a losing game. But I really liked the kind of showdown between him and the other. Uh, ex Gulf War veteran. Man, I cannot wait for the showdown between him and Colt. It has to happen, right? right so let, let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay. Why do you think Colt shot that dude? Is he that on Boyd's orders, or is he gone rogue and he's like, I want my mm. I want my showdown at this Tim asshole. That's a really good question. I don't know because Boyd was not in a position, in my opinion, to take out Theotonin's guys. At all. I mean, if, if he tries it, Theotona knows where his guys are. Well, He's going to know something's up. What if this is a Hail Mary where Boyd's going to kill all of those guys and then go to Theo like, you guys are a bunch of jagoffs, honest, obviously, because I just ran them out of Harlan. You And, and it's kind of going to be like a big respect thing. I don't know, man. I mean, Boyd has tried to play the respect card. He tried it in this episode um, by being a stand-up guy or whatever and going and talking to him, not running. Uh, I think you play that game one too many times with the wrong person and you get in trouble. Probably. I don't know. I, just I mean, think, this, this I, guy, I, so... uh, this guy in the bar, what's his name? What is his, the Theotonin's underling, his, his right-hand man or whatever. I have no idea. Okay. Keep talking, I'll find uh, out. Bald dude, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, he doesn't seem like a guy you could just take out and Theo would be happy about it or, or not care about it. Uh-uh. I, I don't think you're forgiven if you take that guy out because he seemed very, uh, very closely connected to Theo. Yep. Uh, and Duffy, I guess, had the right idea. I wonder if we'll see Duffy again or if he's just totally gone. Cause the way they make it sound, it's like, if you don't run, I mean, Shelby essentially told LMA this. Uh, if you don't run to a coast, someone's going to find you. If you don't get out of the country, like everybody's planning to leave the country 
So I doubt Duffy's going to be back. Right. Um, do you think there was any kind of foreshadowing when Boyd said the only one bigger than Theo Tonin is Uncle Sam? Is he going to do something to try to get Theo arrested? And that would tidy up the problem? He could. Uh, Boyd certainly has ways of twisting people into situations they don't expect. I mean, the the stuff they did this season with um, kind of the, the people who run Harlan was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he twisted them up. Uh, he might try something like that with Theo. I I think we won't see it this season. I think that's yeah. a next season thing, if anything. So but Nick- I, it would be interesting. So Nikki is the guy, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. head goon. Uh, what do you think about his scene with Ava? Because oh, I'm, I'm phenomenal. I'm, conf- I'm conflicted about whether this is the nail in Ava's coffin or if this is what is turning around and I think Ava's going to survive. Dicks, 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 dicks everywhere. Oh, my God. That <laughs> dicks was, all over the place. I haven't seen a scene that was like that kind of eye-popping just from a dialogue standpoint uh, since yeah. like um, – uh, um, McNulty and Bunk's fuck scene from early on in season one. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, like five minutes. Five minutes of the dialogue acted with only variations of the word fuck. Uh, yeah. This guy used cock the way Picasso used a ca- paintbrush. Oh, it was cocks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it cocks or was it dicks? No, I think it was dicks. Yeah, I think it was dicks too because cocks. Right, you twisted like me little, up like Boyd. It's, it's a little. It's a little uh, racier. You can't yeah, say it's a little, cock little too HBO. Yeah, you could get that way on uh, HBO, but not uh, not not uh, FX. But I, I, the tension in this scene was fucking unbelievable. Right. Uh, just with Johnny sitting there, and we know Johnny's feelings for Ava. Yeah. And this guy who he's in cahoots with, uh, potentially at this point, is just working her over. And she can't really do anything about it because Boyd's out there with his guy. And... I thought she was going to shoot the motherfucker. Dude. Or Johnny I, was. Okay, so I definitely saw the lighter thing coming, mm-hmm. but I thought she was going to actually do it. Like, as oh. soon as they started, like, her getting closer and saying, oh, you want a blowjob, huh? She's got that brandy in her hand. Yeah. And I saw her, I saw her thumb in the lighter. I was like, oh, man, this is not going to go well for this guy. Yeah, alcohol fires, nothing to play with. Uh, <laughs> I loved that was a great scene. And also, because I, I didn't get what Nikki was doing until – the reveal where Johnny yeah. revealed the fact that they're working together or actually mm-hmm. Nikki revealed it to, you know, just by being a dick. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Cause what I expected to happen there was for Johnny to turn on that guy and right. defend Ava. Right. Um, and he didn't, I mean, he stuck with Nikki yeah. over Ava. Yeah. Well, I mean, he surprising. tried, but you know, again, I, I think this is Nikki demonstrating his power that and now yeah. now johnny's fucked right like because boyd's obviously gonna know what's up i mean ava's gonna go tell him hell yeah which you know maybe there's back to nail in her coffin yeah so um boyd had a lot of awesome scenes in this as well um i liked you know right before they knocked out his teeth he, or his tooth he's like hey, where'd you get all them teeth it's like well that's courtesy uncle sam uh, and also like i alluded to before the dialogue between Raylan and him in the staircase and the way that yep. was shot 
Yeah, a beautiful shot. So yeah. good. And the guy tried to, like, you know, butt in and make it official. And uh, Raylan's like, uh-huh, yeah. And then just went right back to his bullshit conversation <laughs> with Boyd. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so good. So good. Yeah, they they really run the show. I mean, yeah. you can send all the guys you want, Theo, but you, you know who's running Harlan. It's yeah. Boyd and Raylan. And, and that's the other thing. Raylan's like, yeah, you, got, you don't got enough guys. Go back and get all your guys. And come back. <laughs> You're going to need them. Uh, it's just, it's like, he is so, that's one thing we talked about last season. You cannot flap him. He's unflappable. Mm -hmm. And another thing we talked about last season, we were, we were wondering like, where the hell are all the shootouts? Why hasn't Raylan pulled his gun on anybody and uh, gun him down? You know? Right. Uh, once again here, he avoids a confrontation just by being Raylan, like setting up the situation so that. They don't really have much of a choice. I mean, yeah, they could kill him, but what's the point? They're not there for him. Mm-hmm. And B, they're just going to get – they're wasting time that they need to get out of there before the real threat shows up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was genius. And then Constable Bob sitting there at the corner, double-fisted some guns. Uh-huh. Ah, good stuff. Yeah. Like I said, Patton Oswalt, I, I feel like his – I'm still not a fan of how they introduced him, but he has totally mm-hmm. redeemed himself. Yeah, agreed. So we got two more episodes left for the end of the season. You care yeah. to make any predictions? Because I honestly uh, think Nikki Nikki's going to die. That's a pretty good prediction. Um, I think Johnny's probably going to die. Um, they might actually be mutually exclusive at this point. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Um, uh, do you think Drew Thompson is going to live? Do you think Theo's going to get him? Man, I don't know because a lot. Of, so I started writing this big post trying to figure out Drew Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. because on the one hand, you got Shelby, who we know as a nice guy, decent guy, you know, almost anti-crime, trying to live a quiet, unassuming life, trying to help out Ellie Mae, and then the other guy, you got a cold-blooded murderer who killed an accomplice by throwing him out of a plane to cover his own death. Now, they tried to lampshade that by having Rachel articulate us as the audience, like, what the fuck? And he tried to, I guess, soft-pedal this story about, um, you know, Waldo Truth being an asshole. And obviously, we saw his family. That's entirely possible. (laughs) Yeah, and he said, "I, I didn't enjoy what I did. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he's a good enough guy. I feel like... I feel like maybe we're going to see him and Ellie Mae off in Mexico or Belize or doing whatever at the end of the season, and he's going to have slipped through. Because the other thing is, this, Raylan would be due for a massive promotion if he spearheaded this manhunt for a federal a guy who's got a you know a federal witness uh, to a crime that's been on the run for like forty some odd years, and yeah. that would that would change the show. Yeah, if, if and Raylan's, we know Art's retiring, if Art. If Raylan becomes art, that's not as fun. Yeah, if if he's like deputy director of the the Harlan branch and and but they've also talked about art retiring, uh, exactly. And so maybe that would be he would be the new branch chief and it'd be a way to get Rachel and Tim more involved. And it would also be some fish out of water because Raylan probably hates that boss shit. So maybe that would be interesting. I don't know. But you also have to wonder what kind of boss would Raylan be, right? I mean, he probably wouldn't be the same boss that Art would. No, no, no. I I don't mean, like, quality of boss. I mean, what would he do as boss? Would he sit behind a desk like Art mostly does? Because Art really only does that because he's old. 
you know? That's true. Because he can't get out there. I mean, we've seen him, like, the stuff where his friend, like, tried to steal that plane or whatever yep. and leave the country. We saw him want to get out in the field and do yep. the stuff that Raylan's doing. If Raylan was in his position, he'd probably just have more power to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go do this. <laughs> so maybe that is what's going to happen. Uh, the other thing, I don't. I hope it doesn't happen, but it's very tropey. Is what if Art gets killed at the end of the season? And that's always the mm, yeah. That's always the cliche. It's like um, uh, tomorrow's my retirement. I get my gold watch, and then <laughs> that's cue for him to get riddled with machine gun bullets. <laughs> yeah, uh, is that uh, possible? I don't. I would be disappointed. Yeah, I would be too. I mean, this this show doesn't really do cliches. Uh, we talked about Ellie Mae. Do you think she's yes or no? You think she's going to live the season? Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, she, so she's with Limehouse right now, which no, I think I'm, is probably. I didn't mean Ellen May. I meant I meant uh, Ava. Ava Crowder. Oh, Ava. Okay. Uh, yes. I think another season with her and Boyd is warranted at this point. Okay. They've they've developed enough of their story that I want to see it kind of play out, and I don't think two episodes is enough time to do that. Plus, one of the things With, I've always liked about the show is it's not a sausage fest in a good way because they've had strong female characters who you respect, and they're not annoying, and they're not yeah, the, top to bottom. Oh All yeah, and 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 I think they've gone away from that because Raylan's uh, wife has left, more mm-hmm. or less the show. Um, you know, Mags obviously is is no more. If Ava kicked off, who do you got? Rachel? I mean, they'd have to develop the shit out of her in a hurry. Um, But, yeah, I I think the show would be poorer if they lost lost her. Yeah, I'm with you. We talked about Shelby. I I think Nikki's going to die just because this show has yet to make someone so disgusting and not kill them by the end of the season. Yeah. Well, we still have to deal with the fact that Dickie is out there. Pumping up his hair somewhere. He is. Uh, <laughs> also, we I guess we didn't see Carpetbagger. They kind of left that uh, ambiguous yeah. of whether he died, uh, is dead or not. Um, is there anything else we got to think of as far as predictions for the last two episodes? We talked uh, about you think, you think Hunter's her... done? Is Hunter just in prison now? And... Yeah, I don't think we'll see Hunter again. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about it then. So... Anything else, or are we ready to kick it to outro? Do we have any feedback yep. on this week? Uh, we have a couple pieces of feedback, but I don't have them pulled up. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, here we go. Okay. Right. So we got some uh, feedback on your uh, recommendation as far as uh, Parades End from Daniel WB, professional podcast critic. Ooh. Uh, haven't heard from him in a while, so it was good to see him. his name in my inbox. And he says, five hours, I'll never get back. Didn't find Parades in very interesting. In fact, it was kind of a doubter, so I started using it as background noise while I worked. More importantly, the promised skin count was alarmingly low. Not my cup of tea. Well, I didn't. I have, still haven't made it through the whole season. I just know it started off strong. And okay. the, the women are awful, awful beautiful. So I, I'm sorry if I disappointed you in that regard. Uh, <laughs> but on a positive, Game of Thrones coming back. Ten days, baby. All well, your, he doesn't stop there. All your skin so, counts will be fulfilled. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Uh, he says, on a happier note, both House of Cards and the Americans have been ex- excellent, so I put your batting average at a robust 660. Nice. So, yeah, well, you you did better than uh, average there. Also, I don't know if he likes Downton Abbey. I, 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 my, thought, my recommendation is if you like Downton Abbey, 
and you are not a prude, you will probably love uh, <laughs> Parades In because it's the same thing, only with graphic sex and um, you know a lot more mature themes. Um, so, yeah, um, glad you like that. Anything? What else? Uh, we got some comments from Whitney about uh, Tuesday's episode of Justified. She says, Every man and woman was so incredibly sexy and smart and brave. I usually have a crush on just Raylan, so tall, so brave. <laughs> I like the way this is worded. Yeah. Uh, but this time I was loving everyone. I would love to, or I would have let Constable Bob stay in my bed. <laughs> this was such great writing and chess moves and character development. It is true I don't watch a bunch of television, but this is great TV. Uh, she's a little puzzled on why Nikki didn't kill Johnny. Uh, she says, no reason not to, and it's obvious that Ava will tell Boyd, and so on, but to show yourself as a real badass, just leave a dead Johnny at the bar. But why would so, he get his hands wet when he knows that the Crowders will do it for him? Uh, yeah. I mean, he did just set up that. Yeah. <laughs> so, good that, point. That's my point. Um, yeah, like, name one person that wasn't the badass on last night's episode. Um, Win Duffy. Or has yeah. uh, I'm going to call him from now on Wharf Duffy. Oh, I thought you were going to call him Wind Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wharf Pussy. No, it's 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 Wharf Duffy from here on out. He is a paper Worf tiger. Duffy. He is going to be in. Anytime I see him introduced, I'm going to be waiting for the bigger heavy to be introduced to punch him in the face or shoot his henchman or otherwise get the classic Wind Duffy. Oh shit. This is a real badass here expression, so we know to take this guy seriously. He is officially Wharf Duffy from here on out until he actually okay. does something worthy of being in awe of. Uh, he's in hiding. He's not coming back. Yeah, Jerry Burns is awesome. Win Duffy oh, hell yeah. is not. <laughs> All right. Our final email uh, comes from uh, Linda, who says, Guys, I'm a little embarrassed to know this. Um, she... I don't know if it was her or someone else who sent in an email about one of their guilty pleasures called Buck Wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she clues us in. She says Buck Wild is Jersey Shore set in rural West Virginia. Ah. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. But that's why they're guilty pleasures. <laughs> Definitely. All right. That's it for emails. All right. We'll kick it to outro. We are, of course, part of the Bald Move Network. And you can find all our content at baldmove.com, including our full coverage of Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, and Breaking Bad. Uh, don't forget our affiliates, the Personal Arrogance crew out of Seattle. Uh, this week they talked about they had some South by Southwest coverage. Um, they talked about their ultimate, what make, goes into the ultimate bar. And they talked about uh, a new app for the iOS that can make you a better bartender tinder through gaming. Uh, also, the Because Show broadcasting out of L.A. The ladies are talking about David Bowie and Cleansing Your Money Shame. Yeah, he's got a new album out. He I does. previewed it on iTunes. Eh, eh. Yeah. Also, he has aged like he drank from the wrong grail. Like <laughs> oh, 10 God. years ago in Zoolander, he looked like he just stepped out of the 70s. And now uh, he looks like my granddad's corpse. So Jesus, man. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, whatever deal he made with Satan has expired uh, yeah. to be a rock god and is is no more. I just um, his voice wasn't cutting it like it used to. Well, I mean, the uh, guy's almost seventy years old, so well, it's it's I'll like cut him some slack. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing happened to Johnny Cash. I mean, he used that to good effect yeah. in, like, the Hurt cover. But, mm. I mean, it, it happens. It's actually yeah, kind of I also... more impressive uh, when it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, like Frank Sinatra staying strong voice all the way up till the end. And uh, Tony sure. Bennett, fucking Tony Bennett. <laughs> I don't know how He's... long he can do it, but he can he can belt it out when he needs to from time to time. Yeah. Uh, I also was not, like... I don't know. The music just felt old to me. Yeah. It felt very retro. It's sad. Not in a good way. All right. What will happen to us 20 years from now podcasting. Yep. <laughs> Our voices are going to go out, and uh, we're going to have retro just, just sound music. Um, yeah. Also, up years downstairs, they just completed their final retrospective on Downton Abbey. Stay tuned to what Tom and Kelly are going to do next as they go into their biweekly cycle. Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, they've got two more episodes of... Downton wrap-up, don't they? No, this is the third. They just released their third and final one this week. Did they release those back-to-back? Like I think. Week I don't after know if week? they did it back-to-back, but I was just reading the description, oh. and it says, and I quote, uh, <laughs> they wrap up their wrap-up discussion of Downton Abbey Series okay. 3. Maybe they decided not to make it I haven't it heard that part. one yet. It's just a two-part. Oh, okay. Um, finally, yeah, that's actually it for the promo stuff. You can leave us feedback at tv at baldmove.com. Like me on facebook.com slash baldmove. Follow Jim on Twitter at baldmove. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It is the single biggest thing you, you can do to drive traffic to our cast. If you like this TV show, please rate and review it. Because um, yeah. we're kind of on the fence. I think I can talk about this, right? We're kind of on the fence about yeah. whether we want to continue it. We're definitely going to put this on the hiatus. Uh, I don't know if we're <laughs> going to do it this week or next, but we've got some three and four cast weeks coming up with Mad Men and, and, and Breaking Bad and Justified and walking dead kind of perfect storming us yeah um so we're i don't know maybe we'll be able to sneak one in but uh probably gonna have to wait to hear a justified wrap up until this stuff calms down um and the other way you can do uh give us a solid is use our amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com uh everything you buy when using that link gives us a little tiny cut of uh amazon's profit shows us a little bit of love and we appreciate that Definitely. That's it. That's it. That's a cast. All right. That is a cast. Uh, we will, like Aaron said, probably not be na- back next week. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Bye-bye.